0: The following is a live broadcast of a Lone Star community radio program. Recorded and broadcasted live on IRLoneStar.com, Conner's FM 104.5, 106.1, and Facebook.com slash IRLoneStar. For more information on this show, please visit our show page at IRLoneStar.com slash shows. To sponsor or donate to this program, visit our donate page at IRLoneStar.com slash donate. Or email us at lscrstudios at gmail.com or give us a call at 936-666-1084. Lone Star Community Radio production and broadcast is possible by folks like you. So sponsor and donate today.
1: You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 kzcclp conroe and worldwide on irlonestar.com all right
0: 918 starting a little late sorry folks Dick Skippy in the mornings here on Lone Star Community Radio, broadcasting live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. We're going to be here all the way to 11. Today's special guest is Lindsay Steele. She is a teacher, I believe, in the Conroe ISD area. So we're going to find out about teachers and what's going on. I know school's starting for some people soon. I know teachers have been called to, called to go to whatever, uh, where teachers meet, you know, the teacher's lounge. Uh, my sister is one of them. And uh, yeah, so feel free to text call at any time, 936 228 9368. Email us at dickandskippy at gmail.com at any time. And of course, we Facebook live every show when we're live at facebook.com slash Skippy slash live. Uh, I do want to let you know two things. Uh, today's is clean sweep Office Cleaning, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Uh, clean Sweep Office Cleaning.com for small business office cleaning needs in Montgomery County. You can do one-time cleaning all the way to scheduled cleanings. I do know they uh, prioritize during coronavirus. They will do whatever you ask when you're at doing the cleaning stuff for coronavirus. 832-689-7996. Uh, C3 Creative Content Creations. Uh, videos, social media, writing. If it's tangible and creative, they do it. Uh, C3TheWoodlands.com for more information about those folks over there. Also, we had Terry Weaver, a local author, he uh, gave us two books to give away. We had some people who were kind of confused about how to enter, and I don't know how I can make it any simpler. Um, (laughs) Basically, what we're going to do now is people were thinking that you had to say something when we were giving them away. So, like, at 10 o'clock, they thought they had to enter at 10 o'clock, and that is not the case. So, uh, how long did, so we're going to postpone uh, so we had the, postpone extend, it the extend the,
2: ex- yes. the,
0: uh, what date. we're, what we're going to do is mm-hmm. we're on the 14th between now and then anytime, can, between anytime now and, then. and anytime between now and then, cause we already have some entries, but we had several people going like, what time do I enter? And I was like, you know what? We're not, it's not, so it was kind of confusing. I guess the podcast listeners got a little confused. Uh, so any time between now and ten o'clock on the fourteenth,
2: ten a.m. Central Daylight Time.
0: That is CDT. Yes. So that is the last time. You oh, can, 10, so hours. before ten o'clock. So if it's nine fifty nine, you put your you text us at nine three six two two eight nine three six eight. or you email us at gmail.com, or you Facebook direct message DM, not comment or harass message. Dick in
2: the parking lot.
0: No, I, I need something written down because I'm going to lose names. Carve and it on his uh, forehead. What's important when you text us or, or email us, put your name. Don't put a phone number and expect us to know who that is. We need a name and, uh, yeah. So, and then what we're going to do is at 10 o'clock, we're going to draw. And the first draw is for the first book of whatever we choose. Now, when you enter, you're entering for both books. So if you lose the first book, you're automatically entered for the second book.
2: So, the books are going out separately. So, there are two books available for yeah. this, this uh, in the back, listener guess. giveaway. Uh, we'd hold them there. I got the invisible copies right here. There we go. This one's awesome. Well, just check
0: out the Terry Weaver interview on Wednesday. Right. So, for those who got confused, we're not entering at 10 o'clock.
2: I see how Dick's blaming the listeners for this one.
0: Well, you no, know, it's definitely me. I, I'm trying to figure out because we want to cater to all of our listeners because we do podcasts. Cater we,
2: or pander?
0: whatever works. I don't know. You're the you're the English major. Um, <laughs> I'd
2: say we pander pretty nicely. Well, it's just
0: we have listeners on different platforms, and we want to give everyone a fair chance to win and understand the rules. And I'll probably what I'll do is I'll make a Facebook post about the rules. That way, it's totally understood. And uh, we look forward to having a show on Friday, the fourteenth of next month, uh, or next week. We might have to change it. We might not. I don't know because I i'll we might be scheduling conflicts but
2: too. no matter what no 10 a.m nine fifty-nine a.m on friday august 14th 2020 uh, ad or ce whatever yeah. your 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 you know your i'm, bag I'm is.
0: excited about next week we're going to be interviewing uh gallivant coffee is it gallivant
2: i would say gallivant
0: gallivant coffee uh it's a new coffee cart here in downtown connor area uh it is a entrepreneur who designed a beautiful looking coffee cart and, and so
2: this is like old school, like the streets of Chicago, yeah. where you get the hot dogs. Yeah, he's been That's trying. Cool.
0: He's been trying to get a permit in downtown, like around the courthouse. So I'm gonna we're gonna learn more about what his uh, uphill battle is, and I'm gonna use my uh, you know backdoor dealing to see if we can get him on the courthouse because the cart looks beautiful. If we can't abuse and, our power yeah, of being
2: friends with City Conroe, is, what this, can we? This do? This is
0: a power for the good too, because people uh, and
2: universal good. It's not like our personal good. Coffee is universally just good. Yeah.
0: I like coffee. Yeah, coffee good. I do miss Leo. I yes. hope She's doing well. Yes. Uh, but Vanilla Bakery, bakery's there. And, you know what's funny is the other bakery place on Davis Street. What is it called? Uh, Fl- Flourish. Flourish. Flourish? Uh huh.
2: I. It's not well. It's not really a bakery per se.
0: Yeah, it is. It's totally a bakery. But
2: no, it's it's a full tilt lunch menu. It's yeah, but their
0: main thing is baking goods like that. If you go there, they're open at like they're working at two a.m. making everything.
2: Okay, true.
0: Yeah, so stuff it. What are you talking about? It's not a bakery. The place is literally called Flourish. Like flour. Yeah, but like... I mean,
2: it's not solely a bakery. You, you get salads. You well, get Well, of course. I mean, you got to gotta have
0: variety in business today since Corona time started. So, I'm just kidding. They've been doing it for a long time. I always feel when I go in that place, I'm not in downtown Conroe. Does that mean anything to you? Do you get that feeling? It's... Uh, flourish to me is kind of very. Uh, this is
2: going to come out sounding all wrong. Like the woodlands. Yeah. That's Thank the, you. Very woodlands-y. The, in fact, we have a place in the woodlands called Herb and Beet. Herb. Like herbs. Like beets? Like Herb and Beet. E-B-E-E-T. Like the red vegetable. But it's it's called. It's, you ever
0: eaten beets? Yeah. Are they good? Yeah. I, I, I like it, them. I never. That's not really in our family's rotation. Sh- sugar comes from them. That is, that's not really in our. And the same thing with radishes. That's not in our family's rotation like, growing up.
2: Oh, I love a good radish. I hate onions, but I love radishes.
0: Interesting. You ever had eggplant? Oh, yeah. I've had, I've had like baked eggplant as like a substitute for a fried whatever. Uh huh. But, uh, I had cauliflower rice but once. It was, it was flower-ish revolting. Flourish feels weird when you walk in. I don't know what it is. I think
2: it kind of, when I say it sticks out, I don't necessarily mean in a bad way. It's just, it's kind of jarring because. It's right across the street from the courthouse. Downtown Conroe is now, very proud of its heritage-looking stuff, and this is very yeah. modern-looking. Well, if I was
0: going to take someone on a date, I would delicious. take them there.
2: Yeah, I was about to say it's very delicious. But Don't now that I'm
0: married and I love my wife and she knows who I am, I'll take her to Verniel's. Well— that's you, what I like.
2: For date, you can also go a couple blocks away to Jose's Fia Italiana for yeah, okay, that, yeah. that intimate thing. Is that
0: is that Joe's, Kev? Is that- no, that,
2: Jose's different from Joe's, and Joe's got some awesome—I mean— yeah, you, you take your first date to Jose's, but you take every other date to Joe's.
0: Well, you know your steady place is Joe's. Your steady place, right? Because uh, they, right. they have they after their, the first date, all the other ones. You, you know, did Holly tell you about the house vinaigrette they make there? Uh, no. So they make this uh, tomato based house vinaigrette. It's very thick, and it is like you can dip all the bread in it. Like it's not like your normal vinaigrette that they make. It so is, it's like
2: almost that thing with uh, at at the italian places with the oil well, well yeah it's just so good everything. you put
0: on your salad you put it on everything so I'm, i encourage people to go check out joe's okay. italian restaurant on west on a uh, fraser street and then get some house vinaigrette for i think it's the vinaigrette yeah just ask for whatever the house sauce is and then they'll bring it out and you can dip it you can do everything with it so but it's nine twenty six. we do have a teacher coming in so that's gonna be exciting Uh, But until then, we're going to be chatting. So feel free to comment, question, call in 936-228-9368. I guess in the big news area, (laughs) I haven't really – I'm trying to think. I know the Beirut thing happened, and that's really scary. And I'm I'm interested to know the truth, but we'll probably never really know the truth truth, uh, unfortunately, because we live in a world where our leaders try to make things political and uh, inadvertently political, I think. I don't think No, no, a
2: lot of it's advertent.
0: <laughs> yeah, and uh, I think sometimes it really is, and some, sometimes it isn't. Uh, so, yeah, and I, that's one thing I'm interested to see, the development of it, mainly because Lebanon's gone through a lot of stuff, and I can't imagine really, like, you can only get beat down so many times over, like, generations. Here's the thing. It's a beautiful and place. I got a yeah, that, one of my, couple of friends. One of I my good friends is from there. there.
2: and Yeah, and I saw the pictures, and, you know, I saw, like, you know, the river uh you know the ocean and I'm like wow this is absolutely beautiful and i said i was expecting kind of a war-torn pockmark thing no the thing with about the truth about this explosion it's or, or when I, when we say the truth meaning you know the, the real reason behind it that's to me it's almost immaterial whether okay it was m- more than likely you know iranian weapon storage there and it was bad planning on let's put Nitrates. I'm gonna be honest.
0: I really don't know if there's a side to Lebanon. I do know Lebanon's gone through different conflicts. Yeah, but
2: something that that part of town and that big, it it can't. It's not a people just didn't rent the the. I just know the
0: water's really blue, and it's a really cool place to rave. (laughs) <laughs> and, well, no, because my buddy's really into that. I and had was, no idea about the raving. Yeah, there's, like, underground bunkers, old bunkers. They turn into, like, underground raves That and makes stuff. sense. Makes um, sense. But, yeah, he's he's yeah, he's one of the most interesting people. I'm, I'm not going to say his name, but he's uh, his family still lives there. And that's where I was like, hey, is this something that's going to develop or is this more of, like, a one-off chance accident? Because I feel like that area is kind of always high strung, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of like it just takes some meanie head to say, hey, that was us. We did. Uh, we're gonna do it again, and even though it might be false, like they didn't, it's just like, oh yeah, it might have been just an accidental spark and something happened. Well, yeah, exactly. Kind like West Texas. If,
2: if this exactly the the horrendous silo accident uh, incident accident in, in West Texas, but same thing with this. Whether it was the worst case scenario, it was weapons, in which case they're not there anymore. So kind of problem solved. If it was a fireworks factory and, you know, some guy sparked a nitrate and everything went up, a horrible tragedy, people died, lives are ruined. And and that that's what we take away from it, a, a horrible thing where a lot of innocent people or people that didn't deserve it got it, mm-hmm. whether it was a, a missile armory or a fireworks factory. So, again, the the, the reasoning why, yeah, you want to know, and I can guarantee you that the international intelligence communities already know and, you know, they're acting accordingly – but this is when people are like we have a right to know. Mm, maybe, maybe not. The fact is that we, you know, if you can provide any kind of assistance to these people, you know, through the Red Cross or whatever, please do so. These people got yeah. nailed hard. And did you see the before after satellite shots of no, the area? No, I haven't seen the after stuff. Holy cow! I just,
0: I think what the what I was fascinated with is how whatever chemical or whatever thing was involved, just the pressure, like the amount of energy that was pushed that that see it's isn't.
2: the people thinking an explosion you die in the fireball that's like the third thing yeah. you, you know it's fix. i think asphyxiation gets you first because there's literally no oxygen well because you know me being but it's the like it's the if i saw that like in wave. houston
0: i'd be like that was a bar like i had a bomb i need to get out of here because of radiation that's my first thought well,
2: yeah the first thing you saw which is why you know on twitter you had that nba player saying it's atomic because it's a mushroom cloud and i was trying to you know, alert Report Twitter. them.
0: Yeah, because there's like, that's where... Because you're part of the, what do you call it, the Gustavo? Yes. The I, Twitter. What's Gustapo mean?
2: Gustavo was a part of the Nazis. Is that a so German word a, yeah, for secret, police or something? Secret police. So
0: it just means secret police. Pretty much. But it got coined in a negative term because of Nazis.
2: Well, yeah, t- I mean, it's negative to begin with. So, did like they have Gustavo? The Gestapo was does, the Gu- German Nazi.
0: Do, do the German t- police have a Gustavo? But they probably use a different word today, right? Mm, like, no. they don't have like an MI6 or like. That's not secret police. Uh, what's secret police? Like, there policing, are no secret police. Poli-
2: there are no secret police. There isn't? No.
0: I imagine there's like...
2: A- yeah, unless you want to say an undercover cop and people say, well, there's stormtroopers and secret police taking people off the streets well, of isn't, Portland. Wouldn't secret no, police... No, they're federal agents with markings as such.
0: Yeah. Huh. I'll learn more. I'll I'll be more worldly experienced at one point no, in my you, life.
2: By golly, you are getting. I really don't want
0: friend. to. I really don't want to though. You're kind getting... want to stay ignorant for the rest of my life. Yeah, I won't let you. Well, okay. One thing I do want to. Uh, there's two things I want to talk to you about, and I love our listeners to chime in because I don't really know the full spectrum. Is uh, number one would be the NRA, mm-hmm. and there was a, something going on with New York, and there's there seeks to dissolve the NRA as and a whole. New York
2: uh, attorney New York's attorney general.
0: I believe, and so we have that. I don't really understand what's going on with that. And then the other thing was the um, what was it? I just went blank. I'm so sorry. I had it pulled up, and I'm let me pull it well, up as again. You,
2: as you talk about, I can kind of give you a background on the NRA thing. Yes. We just don't want dead air on the air,
0: and I can start. Well, let's start. Let's just start with the NRA, and we'll go from there.
2: Okay. So the NRA. Recent reports have come out. Reports have come out that there's been malfeasance, financial malfeasance. What does that mean? Um, you know, pocketing stuff, briberies, but bad stuff. When it comes to money,
0: okay, my favorite thing
2: corporate malfeasance but, and wrong. But
0: they're a, they're a nonprofit, right?
2: Uh, y- yeah, they're nonprofit slash PAC.
0: They're a nonprofit, right? Yeah. Like if I wrote a check, yeah, I would, could like who I write it out to, and do I get benefit, like a tax benefit?
2: Yeah, you become, it's same thing with the AC, it, it, Yeah, it's the ACLU. Same thing. It's a nonprofit okay. organization. So you basically,
0: a, their higher ups were like, "Hey, I'm going to take ten percent off of every check." We yeah, got. There,
2: there was corporate and financial malfeasance. Not all over the place, but the, based on that, the New York Attorney General wants to dissolve the whole organization. Now, now that, of course, my, my only response to that is: if you start with that, who's next? Yeah, let's go with the ACLU. Well, you, let's go with Black Lives Matter. Let's
0: go with is has that ever happened to another other nonprofits where they seek to dissolve because of behavior of like a few or of, as not great, on this scale.
2: Because obviously the the NRA is a massive, it's a it's a super PAC for lack of a better word, it's a political action committee. Well, I know
0: they're very Second Amendment, and I know, like I I think my dad or my brothers were a part of it, but then it became more of a social status, so they didn't really. It's kind of like join the CCA or CAA, uh, like the Coastal Anglers Association, whatever the fishing. I don't thing. fish, but I believe you. And it was like there are a couple. Benefits, but then, from my understood, about the NRA, there were, the benefits didn't really go towards what they thought was like, you know, about gun stuff like they, I think they might occasionally pay lawyers to help fight Second Amendment cases, but that was really the whole purpose. From my understood about the NRA, so they're the ones that fight specific cases that are going against the first or Second Amendment, right? That's their main purpose. Would you say
2: the main purpose? And I can actually read the hall of the mission statement, but basically. Here's in a nutshell. Whenever there's a school shooting, the NRA is devastated. They don't want school shootings to happen. Yeah, but what's their purpose? Like- to to ensure the Second Amendment is enforced and to provide gun safety and gun awareness, or gun safety awareness. Because most
0: safety classes I take were were provided by the state of Texas.
2: Oh yeah, but but they, so they it was always, like
0: it was like the park rangers and stuff. Yeah, their primary so purpose is to wasn't the NRA.
2: Yeah, no, the primary purpose of the NRA, and it is a political action committee, so it's to grease the right palms to make sure the Second Amendment isn't screwed with.
0: Okay, well, or, I mean, that's important, kind of like
2: ACLU. Exactly. So my thought is, you want to go out? Fine, go after them, and if you're successful, wonder who goes next. Like I said earlier, when it comes to like tearing down t- or going after the racists, once you get the, all the racists, who do you go after next? Who you think are the racist and then who do you go after after that who you say are the racist and that's how fascism is formed you go after the nra fine it is not gonna it's not gonna get dissolved i can guarantee you that but it's one more thing that's going to make it all the way up to the supreme court and it where it doesn't need to be because the the reasoning behind the financial malfeasance i don't want to say every nonprofit. Here's the thing. If the NRA is guilty of it, it ain't going to be the only one going down. And this attorney general hasn't thought that through.
0: Well, I mean, I think especially with the law, the unfortunate thing about the law is if you try a case and it's over, you apply that ruling to future things. It's called legal precedence. And and that's what I like about it. So you kind of cut through the red tape real quick because you have— And
2: as I've said many times, you can't pick and choose. You can't say, well, the NRA, but not the ACLU because they provide a valuable social service so we can no. They're no. not ACLU is not an essential worker compared to uh, the NRA. Yeah, it, it's, it falls under the it'll fall under the exact same ruling, which is why it won't be allowed to get that far because people who you know smarter people than this attorney general are going to go, whoa, wait a second. If that's your standard, if the new standard for dissolving a pack is you don't know where the money's going all yeah, the way. It's strange.
0: Well, that's what I was wondering because it's like I know some people can be. Very anti X Y Z. So you know, some people don't like the NRA because they don't like the Second Amendment, or for reasons unknown, they don't like the leader or whatever. But I always it always interesting interesting to me is like organizations that have been around for so long. Eventually, they're going to be like they're going to run into some trouble. Like even governments, any type of entity that's going to be more than you know twenty years old. Some at one point, the next generation is going to come in. And someone's going to screw it up, mm-hmm. and not maybe not on purpose, but something's going to happen. Uh, I mean, look at Rome. So I mean, eventually someone took something happened. I don't know what exactly. <laughs> um,
2: the Visigoths came over the seven hills of Rome.
0: Well, that's what. Like it was funny. We had our we had Julian Shea in the studio yesterday. We we're working on some stuff, and he was uh, talking about he's working on a podcast for history, Texas history, and he's Ooh, like nice. one of the uh, podcasts. He's talking about how the in in uh, Katy is where the first domino fell for the Soviet Union. That was what started. He, he's making a whole thing about the president or vice president visiting the Kroger grocery store and how they took a picture of him and he was amazed that anyone could come get food here. He thought it was only for people. F-
2: oh, okay. Yeah, I got and you. And there's a famous to-
0: picture with him and Kroger going like, look at all this food. Mm-hmm. And apparently that started kind of like a psychological wave of if you look at Russia and where their grocery stores and you look at, you know, Kroger in the United States, so just fully stocked with 30,000 items, he's like there's no way there's this many items and so Clint like interviewed the general manager of that Kroger at the time and like how did how did that all get set up? Apparently they he just wanted to visit a grocery store just to see it and they had they had an hour to prep and so he just showed up and so he's interviewing like he interviewed that person he's interviewing uh, the the Houston Press at the time had a person following Uh, The president, or I don't know what the vice president, whoever it was, of Russia.
2: Oh, probably. I would presume the vice premier.
0: Yeah, and uh, so it was really interesting. So you learn more about local stuff, and like that's awesome. That's great to hear the little things that kind of affect other things. So I mean, really, let's talk about this uh, real quick because you know we have Lindsay coming in. You know, the mail-in voting thing has been a real big hot topic. Yeah, and what's interesting to me about that is. You can still vote in person, right? Like they're not, or certain states saying like no voting in person.
2: A fear is if this mass mail mail-in voting thing is established, and you know where they say, okay, this is the new norm. Then the next logical step for these same people who push forward to say, okay, now we get rid of in-person voting. Okay, well, see so that's where, like, I would kind again, of draw you got to take that, you got to take the next step. if A happens, then what happens as a result? Yeah,
0: like that's where I would kind of draw the line.
2: But you can't if if you allow mass mail-in voting
0: on this scale where no one's prepared for it. Well, I mean, to me, mail-in voting... With three months mail-in left. Mail-in voting is one of those things that, like, you can't ever tell me it's 100%. Same thing you could tell me, like, the voting machines, like, voting in person's 100%. Well,
2: it, it doesn't have to... So... <laughs> yeah, there there are flaws and everything, but we have an established system right now. It's I mean, already established. There has never been a situation... Uh, you know, 12 states are attempting this. This has never been attempted before on... A presidential election. Now or now, any kind of general election.
0: Logically would you do it? No. If, no. But you know what? This is you have to agree that this is kind of a weird time and you're trying to figure something out. A-
2: never in the history of the United States has this been raised through the Civil War. Yeah, the Spanish but, well, flu, we, you, and I, you and I can both through. agree.
0: During weird times, no, we make stupid decisions. The,
2: the, the weird times are there's a panic amongst. Yeah, we make have a panic decision. to, yeah. to have now
0: personally, you know, do I think the mail-in voting? Like, if 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 it was here, I don't see why we don't put it up to a vote <laughs> to mail-in vote or put something up. But you know what? I'm not. I'm still going to vote in person. That's when I'm going to get. But there are so many. Remember, every municipality,
2: every district, every county, oh, it's gonna every be state, chaos. every has different laws. So you can't. The only way you could do this is have well, a know, federal injunction. You know,
0: after on it. the election of November fourth, third, third, they're never going to know who's president for like um, eight months.
2: Well, if New York City's city council election where it took them six weeks. Yeah, it's going it, to be. You can't. Be awful. It be, and that just shows. I'm not against mail-in voting. And again, much like me being told that you hate immigrants, no, I'm I'm for immigration. I'm opposed to illegal immigration. I'm all for mail-in voting and absentee voting. That. Well, no, because there's a difference, and I get I get tired of being blanketed with. Oh, you just want you know voter suppression. What well, an easy target, dude!
0: What you're an easy target.
2: Well, I'll I'll take it. I know. still okay. can't believe
0: you don't you don't like my ideas. You know, I love do, your ideas. No, we just do a special ruling in Texas saying, hey, when you fill out the absentee form, just say other or just check one who cares we're not gonna we're not gonna come to your house and check there you should out.
2: have been an emergency session to determine that that's what i'm saying these last months people all of a sudden going oh we're 90 days away yeah looks like trump's ahead you know catching up with the polls oh my god we have to come up with something now and it's, it's the latest panic is here and here's the thing Trump is no friend, and God knows I'm not support. I'm not. I'm yeah, not defending. You have, defending a, t- you have Trump. a tattoo of him. The- <laughs> yeah,
0: it's really strange. No, you have it in your armpit. So that, his hair, right his there? hair is your armpit yeah, hair. Yeah, I
2: braid my heart, armpit hair into a pattern that says Trump
0: 2020. That'd be a cool tattoo. You think? Like if it's just his head, <laughs> get, and, get the face and, tattoo. And, you know, yeah, no, his head's right here, and the hair okay. is your armpit this hair. This wow, president
2: is no friend of China, Russia. North Korea, the European Union. No one really knows so, where he's. Where he has he's no gone. friends. so to say, you can no longer say, well, he's a Russian agent, or he's working for China, or he's trying to go for the oil in the Middle East, because everyone hates him, right? He has no friends. So you can't rely on the old, well, you know, Russian collusion. No, that didn't work. Okay, China, well, no, not China, because he called that, or North Korea. Well, so it nothing. has to be, you have to look inside. Okay, it, we have to find something inside that says he shouldn't be. This president should not be reelected. And right now it's mail in voting. You think so? Yeah. It has to be something because it can't be I mean, Russia anymore. And it certainly well, can't be. Well, I think what China. scares
0: me the most, if you look in, if you do a little bit of light reading on the 2016 election, like how many votes they ex, like either party won by. And then that's what scares me the most. Well, don't forget, no, with the presidential,
2: some... there's, there's, the popular vote and the electoral
0: cards. well, no, I'm saying like I won this state by eleven thousand votes. Yeah, and that's true. That mm-hmm. really happened. And I'm like, okay, well, so how easy is it to misplace eleven thousand votes paperwise?
2: Oh boy, I got numbers right here that'll that'll tell you how easy it is. And here's the thing: people say, well, there's no evidence of widespread or rampant voter fraud. You don't need widespread; you just need to find a county that's on the forty-nine fifty-one percent ratio and flip it red or blue either way by only a few votes. That's and that's how you game the electoral college. Even the electoral college has flaws. I am all for the electoral college, but of course it has flaws because it can be gamed like that too. It doesn't need to be. We don't need a million people voting fraudulently. We need a thousand people, strategically placed yeah. voting fraudulently to. to well, that's what I was explaining to my
0: buddy yesterday. We're practicing bowling. I was like, "Hey, don't try to go for strikes every time. Try to go for consistency. Try to get as many pins as you can." But I am
2: consistently in the gutter, so thank you for that valuable yeah. tip. I
0: consistently throw. If I do throw a strike and I'm very lucky, it's usually one or two lanes over. Like if you have a pin to the left, it's easy to get, but you have two pins to the right, it's harder. Go for, I mean, you're trying to go as many pins. Pin to as, the left. So pins you know. to the right. I bowled pretty good yesterday. I was very proud did of Did you son. bowl uh, well
2: yesterday? Yeah. What did you score? My average was
0: like 188, I think. And that is good. So that was practice. And That's then, a, there was a question. And then what was cool. And that is good? Yeah, it's good. Okay. It's out of 300.
2: Well, you know, on a test, <laughs> 188 out of 300. Didn't we already got to kind of go over this? That's 62 and a half percent out of 100. How you score. That's an F in any other category. Did, didn't we already discuss how, if, we,
0: how you score? And yeah, scrolling? but what
2: I'm saying is 188 out of 300, that's 62%. Which is failing. That's good. So, you, but you, but as long as you, well, it was fun, though, view it as was
0: as a success, I won't run on your. What well, was fun yesterday? So, just to let people know, three hundred bulbs is one of the coolest places, and they have a deal now. And I don't know how much it costs a month, but basically it's called a VIP, and you you can call ahead or show up, and if you're a VIP, you get uh, they'll all your lanes for you. So like if you really want to practice like real because practice, you
2: did tell me certain lanes you can have like this is my lane because of the grain and the wax yeah and everything. so there's
0: different types of oils different types of patterns so to get real get, to actual that's hardcore to actual practice if mm-hmm. you want to practice bowling you got to have fresh oil because every time you're in league you have fresh oil they always oil right before before uh, league starts. So if you always want to have the consistency... Well, anyway, yesterday, one of the guys, the pro shop guy, set up a lane, two lanes for professional shots. So there's so many different types of oil patterns, but there's professional oil patterns, too. And so he's like, hey, come over here and shoot on this. I want to see what you do. And it was really fun because it was completely different. Like, my ball just went straight. And I was like, oh, well, how do you counter that? And
2: one of the many reasons I'm not good at sports, in general, is something like that. To me, I'm just... Throwing a ball in a direction and hoping I hit something. Same thing with like, uh, I'm I'm staggered. I'm awed by the, the 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 baseball announcers who can watch a baseball get thrown at 90 miles an hour at someone. They go, "Oh, that's a slider with an outside curve." I'm just I'm just trying to throw and hope I doesn't bounce too many times before he gets to the catcher. So to be able to get so involved into a uh, throwing something that you can put a particular spin or someone else can say, wow, that was a good turn because I see the ball rotate. I don't get that, but I'm awed by those who can.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a language in bowling that I, I'm kind of trying to understand, to decipher, and that's kind of why I like to practice because I'm sitting there going, like, I never change balls. I never move my feet. and I'm like, well, apparently that's what people do. As you bowl, you start moving and you start fi- figuring out, but I don't, I don't speak that language yet. But I'm understanding. But one day when you, when you start playing baseball, Sean, you'll understand.
2: There you go. Yeah, uh, Brett chimed up saying bowling scores aren't an arithmetic scale. It's more of a geometric scale. However, Brett, with me, and I must say it's more of an algebraic scale, if Skippy equals X and number of pins equals Y, then Y equals zero all the time. See, So it's a very simple algebraic equation.
0: Fair enough. Yeah. But okay, so uh, one thing I also want to tell, share with you, share with me, Dick. uh, There's a YouTube channel that I discovered that's really fun. It's called All Gas, Uh, No Breaks, and (laughs) this guy, uh, (laughs) All Gas, he's an interview guy. (laughs) Is it a Beans channel? And no, what he does is he goes to hot topic areas and like basically interviews people.
2: No, hot topic like. Portland or Hot Topic yeah, like Beirut
0: to, like he went to Portland okay, okay but he's also gone to like conventions and things gotcha that, here I'll pull it up for you
2: and so what what's his uh, what's his deal
0: and he what I love about what he does is he just goes up to people and uh, just asks like why are you here and then he lets he lets the person he's interviewing just give you a gist and
2: who's the person that the, the what's his name the. I don't even know
0: his name. I just know it's all gas, no brakes. Okay. And like one of my favorite videos he did was he went to a NASCAR rally. And so everyone was (laughs) hammer drunk, but he was like asking like what brought you here? And he's like, The (laughs) booze, or you know, like and then he went to some place up in Alaska where it was like a fishing slash drinking thing, and it was hilarious. Like it's just but he he just kind of shows up and goes, Hey, how are you? And what are you doing? And he did a really good Portland video because he showed you both sides. Good. And uh, he had a, and it's good. I would I just saw a guy that had shaved a three on his chest hair. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, most of the people are very drunk, so it's very people-watching kind of thing. I, my feeling is that he was sober when he actually did the shaving. So, uh, but he, he, did a, he did a Portland video. I think he also did a Minneapolis video. And what, what I love about what he does is he lets people talk. So you get, like, the gist. Feel, to me, this is, like, true journalism in a, in a sense because he just films it and he goes, well, why are you here? And the guy, he interviews several other people. And uh, so check that out, guys, if you're looking for some entertainment.
2: One thing I didn't realize, I stumbled across by accident. You've you seen that meme where it's got a guy sitting behind a table and he's holding, got, outdoors and he's got a coffee cup and it says something changed my mind? Yeah. Okay, I did not realize. I just thought that was. it looked like Bruce Campbell, to be honest, from yeah. a distance. I realize there's some. I guess he's a conservative. He's Stephen Crowder. Stephen Crowder, mm. uh, who actually goes out, sets this table up, and does this. You know, because I saw he tried doing that in Portland recently, and of course he got oh yeah screamed down. There's a guy with a microphone and a boombox. But I, I had no idea about that. That was that was interesting. But apparently he's, it's a similar setup where he's just sitting there and. You ask people to come up and try to change. His yeah, mind. but I think
0: he debates this guy. He does not say anything. Right. He just goes, "What are you doing here?" And he's like, "Well, what do you think about that?" Like, "What's like?" Okay, there you go.
2: And the name of this website again, or the, All the, gas, the YouTube channel, no breaks. All, breaks. All gas, no breaks. Okay. So, so apparently, it is not a beans related.
0: Well, like some some of the places website. he visits, you know, it's for comedy like i think oh, he visited yeah. he went to a place like in michigan where all the college students go to some beach okay so everyone there is just inebriated and sounds
2: like he'd to pick the pick the places that well, have he, a well he also flowing goes, beers well he
0: also goes to the other spectrum where he'll <laughs> go to the minneapolis he'll go to where serious, he'll go to the Vatican. where serious stuff is going on got it. and he's like you know talking to him and stuff so cool uh, yeah anything else you want to share for our guests we got about 10 minutes till the top of the hour break um,
2: yeah, keep the microphones away from Joe
0: Biden. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, what's funny about, I've been watching a lot of his interviews. Uh, the thing is, it's I... He's under- got a tripwire. I, I understand where he's coming from, and then I don't. Like, immediately, like... Wh- which part do you get? That blacks don't
2: have diversity? Well, that they like- can't think for themselves? Or that... I don't, I, don't, yeah, see, I don't
0: know if he was intending to say that, but it's kind of like, all right, where are you going with this? Well, oh, yesterday okay. I
2: tweeted out a new motto, in dementia veritas, meaning so. he's speaking. He says there are too many gaffes like this that are black-related that make me a little concerned. Because you know his history says that he supported busing. He hobnobbed with Jim Crow.
0: What are bu- what's busing?
2: It was when they were desegregating. Remember, we had black schools and white schools, and busing was part of the Civil Rights Act to get... Kids
0: together, black kids into
2: white schools, and like in Alabama, you know they were against it. Joe Biden was on the side of the people who were against it. He said that you know he misses the days of civility with great congressmen, and then he named two of the biggest segregationists. And now you can say, well, you know, those are years ago, but he's the same politician. He didn't go out and come back in. And with him saying these things now, if you ain't black,
0: or, or if you don't vote for me, you ain't black.
2: if you vote for Trump, you, uh, you are not for me, yeah. you, you ain't
0: black. Well, I will say that this is the issue you run into politicians who've been in the game for so long. They seem so disconnected. And I think that's why people like AOC— Well, there's political so
2: disconnection, ap- but I mean, I think— They're so appealing to younger feared, people because— No, I'm afraid that he, he's trying to be called, hey, come on, man! Yeah. When I say that, I sound stupid, and I'm 20 years younger than he is.
0: Well, you don't counter somebody going, "What? What if I said if you're a junkie?" That's should what I'm you saying. That's where if that's where your mind is right going. But he's
2: also like, he's trying to be cool. But he's said, like, "Well, you ain't black." It's like you a honky. It no, you don't. But well, because his, of what I think is the his mental disconnect. Tour,
0: so we got that. Well, well my concern. I, I don't concern, want to get you fired up. You're getting fired up, man.
2: Well, no, my concern is I don't think he's going to make it to the convention, or certainly I the th- first debate. No, what we need is a debate. Well, we got it. Well, here is the problem: is the first debate isn't slated until after the Democratic Convention, where he's he's chosen. I don't know if someone like Hillary Clinton. They're gonna going do to They're do a switcheroo. They're going to do a switcheroo. Well, I am wondering after the after the convention with the nominee, does it automatically go to the vice presidential pick, or does someone else come in? I don't know the legal ramifications about that.
0: Yeah, the switcheroo coming for us, folks. But uh,
2: but what I am saying is, I don't think it can be denied by anybody that there is some mental lapses going on here.
0: We can say the same thing for and, Trump.
2: I, you can, and that's the first thing people say. Okay, yes, they're both wrong. So that in mind, there is a mental disconnect with Biden, which means when his mind wanders, I just, I, he says I just what's love that truly on his mind. I love that so much. Well, he says what's truly on his mind, and what's on his mind right now is that blacks are marginalized, and they have no independent thought, and you can, you can justify this all you want. These are the words coming out of his mouth. And what was funny is he said it, and then for all the fact checkers going, no, 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 he said this instead. And then Biden comes out six hours later with this big tweet that someone else wrote that says, "I did say this." So even the fact checkers are being proven wrong when they're trying to cover him.
0: Well, I think that's. I'm concerned. I think that's a disadvantage if you work in politics. Is like you really don't have a lot of control, and you're kind of going with the flow of whatever that today's topic is. And unfortunately, for anyone working for both of these candidates, like. You're just kind of like, I'm. the one thing I'm really learning right now is how to clean it up.
2: That's why vote Skippy for president. I'm the one candidate you don't have to hold your nose for.
0: I think tomorrow they're doing, the, the Libertarians doing, the what's her name? Jo, Dr. Joe? Oh, I can't remember. She's doing something here in Montgomery County.
2: Great. Good on her. They uh, reached
0: uh, out to us, but I was trying to get them on the air, but they didn't really want to do that. So I was like, well, I'm not going to read this then if you don't want to like <laughs> be part of it. But yeah, apparently she's doing something in the woodlands, and then like a parade or something. I don't, I don't
2: know. Awesome. I mean, you know, best of luck to anyone running for may. May the base, best person win, or most qualified person, or yeah. person who provides the best possible outcome win.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be real interesting going going towards that day.
2: Vote early. Vote often. Vote skippy. Yeah.
0: Vote. Vote uh vote. Skippy. Remotely, <laughs> right? Right. Mail it in.
2: Sure, mail it in if if the law allows it.
0: I mean, I don't. <laughs> And I it's you doing me. it? I'm just, yeah. Did you like how uh, Trump's tweet? I didn't even see it or Facebook post got banned because it had some like what was it a hoax on it or like they deemed it as a well, hoax? Yeah, I this didn't see is it though. Did you see the video? What no, was it? No,
2: I got yanked before I could. But here's my issue, like with what Facebook's doing, where they're yanking videos saying this is false information, so we're yanking it. Mm-hmm. And they also did. There's a Republican super PAC that now they said. Because you provided false information, you can't post for 90 days, which literally puts it the day before the election. They, they can't post anything. Mm-hmm. Just our profile. This is very well. Yeah, this is very. The, the, the timing of this is very suspect to me. But however, the danger of like it's hydrochlor hydro yeah. hydroxychloroquine. Sorry about that.
0: Is that what he posted? Do you think? Yeah,
2: though these these things getting pulled. But saying, because he says it works, it's a cure, whatever, and they're saying, no, this is false information. The problem is no single study has determined conclusively either way. So they are yanking it with the assumption that this person saying it doesn't work. And unfortunately, if it's determined, if one of these studies is actually proven correct that hydroxychloroquine does work, in some way shape or form and i don't care if it just means it extends your life for a week doesn't matter it works in some way then these are illegal yankings and uh, facebook's no longer a platform and it's again this is something else that's going to go all the way up to the supreme court can facebook yank something saying it's false especially if it's from an elected official and then it's later determined it's not false
0: well, they're definitely they're becoming the thought police, for sure.
2: Absolutely, and that is a huge honking concern Which for me.
0: Which I dig. I mean, I, I, I like when people go against the grain in life because something beautiful comes from it sometimes. It's,
2: it's something beautiful comes from that seed. Yeah, oh, I got dig it. I, I dig, dig it.
0: it. Well, especially with Donald Trump. I mean, I think that guy just... Hey, I bet he got a little bit upset about that, and I like that idea.
2: Well, no, it gets... <clears throat>
0: hold on. Well, he does give them ammo. It gives them ammo. more ammunition. Yeah, I know. For what to say, means.
2: they're stifling free speech. No, we're not, but we're going to stifle it. it. It's not a good business move on Facebook's side. Now, Facebook is going to be, you know, just fine and dandy with their st- stock options. You know, it's not like, I'm, I'm not going to buy Facebook anymore. Well, they're fine with it. I don't keep them in business. But it sets a dangerous precedent that sooner or later, Zuckerberg's already uh, testified, sooner or later, stuff like this is going to... Again, clog the courts, make it all the way up to the Supreme Court, and as people on both sides realize, once the Supreme Court issues a ruling, it's really hard to unissue it, and so you got a fifty-fifty chance it's not going the way you want, and that frequently that happens for the Republicans too, especially with Roberts, uh, this conservative judge who is anything but conservative, keeps on voting on the liberal side. Yeah, but, isn't that but it's, a, it's a chance you take. I yeah. mean, you, you don't own anyone, and he can—he was elevated to that position. To put his best thoughts behind it, I'm not busting him for it. But what I'm saying is, it's just because you have a five-four split on conserv- conservative, liberal on the Supreme Court doesn't mean you're going to get what you want. It's always a crapshoot. But let's say you're pro-life. As long as Ro, you know, Supreme Court did Roe v. Wade, it's going to be, it would be exceedingly hard to undo that. Very same thing with constitutional amendments. We need an amendment for this. We need an amendment for that. We have, I can't remember the numbers of the amendments, but there was an amendment. For prohibition,
0: I think it was eighteenth.
2: Could be. I think it was up there Fourteenth. And then, like three or four amendments later, they had to repeal the previous amendment. So you know you got to be careful when you have a knee jerk uh, reaction. Yeah,
0: this is the the one I just said. It was the one that says the eighteenth. The eighteenth is you're mm-hmm. allowed to. Yeah, because okay. the
2: nineteenth gave gave women that pesky power to vote. Got them out of the kitchen and the voting polls.
0: No, that, that, that is prohibition. is the 18th.
2: Yeah, but then they had to—you can't just say, well, this constitutional amendment—you had to have an amendment against the amendment. You can't just undo the amendment.
0: And the 19th was the denying right to vote, depending on the basis of sex.
2: Right. But between the 21st That's and cool. the 24th amendments is one that, that basically repealed the, the 18th amendment.
0: Now some of these amendments are kind of
2: okay. so you can't just uh, and the same thing with the, that's what I'm saying with the ballot stuff do, boxing. Don't use a major presidential election, which could conceivably conceivably be the most important one for decades or for decades to come.
0: No, basically, the USPS feel, can't handle it. this is not the time to do it. They're going to do whatever whatever the the Trumps people don't are want. They're going to be like against well, yeah, whatever Deborah
2: Wasserman Schultz, who used to be the chairwoman of the DNC, oh. Congressman. Is on record back in the day saying, uh, "I'm trying to remember." Mailin yeah. has well, all wrong all over, and she said because of fraud and this and that, and and
0: now they're singing a different tune. That's why you can't. Well, you can do that for any politics in the United States, or pretty much any politics everywhere. Like you're always going to have if you're if you've been in the game for 20 years, you're always going to have that kind of unless you're a really important good person, which I highly doubt anyone working in, in our government is a.
2: Oh, like, there's always diamonds in the
0: rough. No, there's not. Sure, there I don't are. Mean, I mean, like AOC? <laughs> I'm afraid she's... Well, I, I think with my theory with her, I think what's going to happen is she's going to say or do something, and inadvertently it's going to be illegal that they didn't know, and someone's going to find the loophole that gets her in trouble. Because to me, she seems to like... She finds her target, and she's hyper-focused on it, but to the point where you... Kind of like how she gets her criticism, because it's like, hey, we know where you're trying to go with it. It's good and all, but... You're doing some damage because of X, Y, Z. Well,
2: like black uh, defunding the police. Sorry, uh, yeah. I was about to say Black Lives Matter, where you have for two weeks people going, "No, we're we're trying to say instead of take away the money, refocus the money here." You know, and they're making sense, and people starting to listen. And then she piped it with, "No, we mean defund the police, take the money," and that's where you know she's she won't be contained by because she's gone against the DNC. She's making. That's what I'm saying. Uh,
0: she's hyper focused, like she. Wants. So
2: the the uh, what do they call the squad? The the these young firebrand ladies and I say that with as much admiration in me as anything else because by golly they believe in what they believe in yeah. and then won't, they won't be silenced. But that's
0: my theory about it. I think she's. But even their in own their point. own
2: overlords are going shut. Up. It's going and to be something
0: that's silly too. It's going to be like kind of like getting Al Capone on tax evasion, like it's, you're going to be like what? Well, yeah,
2: or Al Franken on a on a tweet or something. Yeah, you know, it's it's the most sometimes it's the most innocuous things that'll well, destroy the, the problem a politician with Al Franken. But you can kill your own secretary he,
0: and still be considered the lion of he, your party for decades afterwards. He applied values to the office that he felt he needed to respect. He being Al Franklin, 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 Franken. and but the problem is no one respects that office anyway. So I, if I was him, I wouldn't have quit. I mean, like if you're going to get mad at me well, for a picture he, that I,
2: again, Dick, what do I always say? Knee jerk reactions are bad, right? Yeah. He knee jerk reaction saying, OK, I quit.
0: Well, he, d- he, he did it because he, later, he respected the office.
2: Well, no, six weeks later said I shouldn't have quit. Yeah. It's like, well, you did. Yeah. It, had you not? Had you not done the knee jerk reaction? You're
0: strong. Al. The, Al, if you were strong.
2: Al, call me Al.
0: Yeah. You can call me out. But you want to take our break? Let's our, take our, our break here
2: uh, because it is 10.02, so I'm sure uh, things are about to happen. Let's take a break. Get ready okay. for Lindsay Steele, woman of steel, to come in here to talk about the trials and tribulations of modern-day education. Born to be kings, the princes of the universe. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning.
0: Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out ourlonestar.com slash sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your questions get seen on tv youtube and heard on our podcast fm and internet radio support your local radio station with lone star community radio
1: does your company have needs that can be met by an employee who is dependable hard-working enthusiastic motivated cooperative respectful and punctual Conroe Independent School District Special Education Department can meet your needs by connecting you with potential employees that have been preparing for a lifetime of employment. We have numerous individuals seeking paid and unpaid work experiences. If your company is interested in seeing how we can meet your business needs, call Conroe ISD Special Education Department to find the best employees for you at 936-709-7671.
0: Broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas.
1: Are you interested in learning more about preparing quick, healthy, and safe meals for your family? Would you like to spend time with others learning tips and tricks, along with practicing and tasting nutritious food? If so, the On the Road to Healthy Living mobile cooking school is for you call Amy Ressler at Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service at 936-539-7825 to find a class near you or volunteer to host a class.
2: Hey y'all, it's DJ Mike from Dan Simon, Texas.
0: 4-H and Youth, and Family and Consumer Sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services
2: that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us
1: Fridays at one o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. Did you know there are more than 790 abused and neglected children currently in foster care in Montgomery County? Will you help make a difference? I'm Allie Stevens with Costa Child Advocates of Montgomery County. We train and support volunteers to be the voice of children in the foster care system. Kids removed from their home because of abuse and neglect. And we need volunteers just like you to advocate for these children. To learn more about becoming an advocate, please visit costaspeaksforkids.com. That's costaspeaksforkids.com.
0: The following is a live broadcast of a Lone Star community radio program, recorded and broadcasted live on IRLoneStar.com, Connors FM 104.5,
1: 106.1. An estimated 1 in 10 births will result in a neonatal intensive care stay, also known as the NICU. Overnight, a family can find themselves and their newborn baby in a critical situation. The Mila Foundation financially and spiritually assists families in need. If you would like to volunteer or become a monthly sponsor, please visit us at www.themilafoundation.org. Again, that's www.themilafoundation.org because every life matters.
2: Born to be kings, We're the princes
0: of the Alright, welcome back. It's 10 9 here on Lone Star Community Radio with Dick and Skippy in the mornings. Hanging out with my buddy Skippy right That's me. here. Thanks for I think I just the microphone Yeah, thanks so ex- I was
2: like the puppy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Alright, it buddy. is Friday. I'm Dick's This weekend's coming up. If you're looking for something to do, let me know what it is, because there yeah, really isn't anything like going on. Uh,
2: I'd be holding rehearsals this way. I'm going to turn my house into a little rehearsal space. Is that you because
0: you gotta... you can do whatever you want in your house? You betcha. You don't have to follow rules. I frequently rules. do rules. Don't post it on social media. People are like, I mask on police. Rules for breakfast. Mask police.
2: The mask police. Yeah, well, actually, it is interesting, because, you know, I am directing the Shakespeare Festival. We're still hoping... To go up September 19th, but the cast and crew have to feel comfortable. So instead of us rehearsing, you know, getting close together, we're going to do it at a distance.
0: And then you didn't take my advice of doing socks over the hands. I did that yesterday. So that was my advice to him when you want to act with people. Because I know we have a special guest who's an actress. I was like, Yeah, so for Corona time, just do a mask, a shield, socks on your hands. And, Dude, uh, I'm
2: directing a version of Macbeth with sock puppets.
0: So I think I think that would be a good way.
2: And yesterday I had to do a sock puppet. Uh, some There's some international scavenger hunt thing going on. It's called GISH, the Great International Scavenger Hunt, where people all over the world play it. And one of the players, who's a friend of mine, said she had to get a group of people to do a Zoom, live Zoom uh, karaoke group song of Carry On My Wayward Son. And so I was part of that, but... I had a stuffed vulture in one hand and a sock puppet in the other, and they did the singing, and they headbanged banged together. It was, Fair enough. Yeah, it was cool. Okay, and it, well, it, it inter- helped my, inter-
0: introduce our guest, dude.
2: Well, we have the lovely, talented Lindsay Steele. here. Lindsay uh, not only is a friend of mine, but also uh, an actress with a, a, a lot of great talents. Now, uh, we, were, we were talking about education today, and I think the Trials and Tribulations... Of education, especially in these really tumultuous times going on, um, and so we had asked Lindsay to come on board. And so, you know, not telling tales out of school—pardon the pun. Um, uh, Lindsay today, you know, is making some, has made some career decisions about this, and I think that makes this conversation even more germane that we're talking about what it has taken to be a teacher and how much more is being put on teachers now. And the danger of losing this invaluable resource uh, to those, those who might, might need them, I don't want that to sound like you're ditching kids, but, you know, how can one hope to hold on to educators that know their stuff if you make it darn near impossible for them to work? So with that being said, hi, Lindsay.
1: Hi. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing you good. Can call you. I'm Sean here, here too. <laughs> don't have to
2: be skippy. You're- It's okay, and get right up on the mic. There you go. She's she's fine. fine. I just love hearing her voice. So I met Lindsay a few months ago, almost coming up on a year ago. Mm -hmm. She auditioned for me for uh, the live radio stage version of It's a Wonderful Life, and she was my Mary. And I warned that cast that shows that I direct, we tend to stick together for a while afterwards. Mm -hmm. Lindsay took it to heart. We still have like monthly Zoom meetings with the cast because we got cast members in what Minnesota or Wisconsin or something. (laughs) So, you know, I, I think uh, a sense of family uh, is very strong with her. Now, talk to us about teaching, because I know you're an ASL. Uh, you know ASL, which is American Sign Language. Mm-hmm. Has that been your teaching um, subject?
1: It has. Okay. For the past five years. Okay,
2: and we're going to ask you how you got into that. But I do want just to let people know, if you don't mind, you want to talk about your decisions you made today?
1: No, I don't mind talking about it at all. Um, today I made a very very difficult and tough decision to actually resign as a teacher and um, that might just be taking a break for the next year or maybe resigning from education altogether but um, a lot of time and prayers have gone into this decision and it wasn't easy to make but I just actually resigned this morning.
2: Welcome to the show. (laughs) (laughs) Other than that Mrs. Lincoln how was the play? Um, That being said do you mind talking about What led to it? Because obviously someone becomes a teacher. I don't think anyone becomes a teacher for the paycheck. Mm. So you got to, you know, you have a reasoning for it. So what were your reasons for getting into it? And then to make such a, not only an earth changing decision, but also I think kind of gut wrenching for you.
1: Yeah. Uh, I started out college not knowing what I wanted to do, but my whole family were teachers, and so I thought, you know, maybe I could be an ASL, um, be a teacher, and I hadn't even discovered ASL at that time. And then I started taking classes, and I fell in love with the language and the deaf community, and I realized I, the passion I have for it, I wanted to give it to others, and so that's how I kind of got into it. Um, that and God directing every single step of the way, mm-hmm. and. and eventually led me to the job that i've had for the past five years
2: and because we talked yesterday because you you want to make sure it was still okay to come on the (laughs) show today uh so i kind of got a heads up maybe in your opinion what is the state of the modern education system now that would make someone very much like you leave a position that you very much had
1: Right now, I mean, teachers have been leaving the profession in droves every year. It's like about 10% every single year. And so people leave for a variety of reasons. But definitely this year, a lot of teachers have either resigned or are retiring early or seriously thinking about it because of the coronavirus. They do not feel like they are in a safe environment, and they don't have the support that they need to be able to teach these wonderful kids.
2: Now, Lindsay, my personal stance, and I say this, of course, with all the education degrees on the wall behind me, which there's zero, it's, you know, you do have things like the CDC and the American Pediatric Association saying, put them back in school. So you have that, but then you have other equal authorities saying, don't. And I I think what's been lacking, uh, just in general, but specifically in things like this, is a single, unifying, reasonable voice, Um, you know, because... They're making it too easy. In February, you have the Surgeon General saying, don't buy a mask, it won't do you any good. Now he's saying it. Of course, as information comes in, things change, but people, well, he told us not to use it. So, of course, everything's becoming politicized. So it's easy to say, throw them in school, or don't throw them in school, and keep them at home. And, of course, from that it comes, well, how do you pay for it? Uh, How are they educated? What about parents who have to work? You know, parents who may not have internet, and now, you know, mm-hmm. for the first time in history, under penalty of legal action, a parent has to buy Internet services, yeah. which there are, there are legal issues of that. So that aside, what could be done? So, so I guess what I'm saying, it's kind of a, a cluster poop right now. Mm-hmm. How, in your ex- experience, could it get unclustered?
1: I've been thinking about this, all the best educators have been thinking about this, and unfortunately in the scenario that we're in right now, there's not gonna be one way that's gonna make everyone happy or be best for everyone. Mm-hmm. We can say um, for the health and safety of all the staff and faculty and the students, just to stay home and do online teaching. But then, like you said, the parents who have to work. Now, I do know that there are, I think as a community, um, businesses, maybe they can be able to and you set up some different programs where the kids can come to that safe place. I know the YMCA is doing that. Mm. Um, other businesses where you send the kids or for the parents who are working. And most of it's elementary age. But you have certified teachers who are there to be able to help them with their online learning. To just be there if you have any questions. And then also to have some activities. But it's also social distancing. Have fewer numbers than you would normally get in a typical public school classroom.
2: Cool uh i'm kind of bogarting the conversation to pop in at any time you but, <laughs> but uh um i i frequently rail about i think sometimes the wrong arguments are being pursued um you know someone will say look over here and i'm like well this is the argument uh with i, I think corporate availability would be awesome unfortunately texas state law says that any kind of a daycare or school scenario has to be on the ground floor So it's like, well, we can't, you know, see in the movies, you have the daycare on the 50th floor of this skyscraper, which can't happen for obvious safety reasons. Mm -hmm. You can't shepherd 30 kids down a stairwell during a fire. So you'd have to retrofit. So Mm -hmm. with me saying the wrong arguments have been pursued, I think personally, again, with all my experience on the wall behind me, that retrofitting not only with, Physical facilities, but also programs, should have happened months ago Mm -hmm. when we realized this thing had gone away on July 4th. Mm -hmm. And now, because it's going to take months to retrofit a school to get this thing, we'll put the kids in school, we'll put six feet. Texas State maximum for students is supposed to be 22. (laughs) And I can't think of a class in the universe right now that has 22 kids in
1: it. No, not in the least. Yeah. I mean,
0: technically, you could do French romance studies. If you're doing online, you can have a class of 100
2: true mm-hmm. but see i've also i also have a friend who recently became a teacher like this semester this last semester and it suddenly turned into online where he literally could not get his kids to sign in and yes. was told he had to pass them anyways mm-hmm. so my sense is this is a way bigger problem than how we're going to fit kids in a mm-hmm. classroom how do we how do we fix it if we can
0: Well, I mean, one thing I would definitely say is when you see something that's broken, depending on who is in charge, has the ability to fix it immediately or find different ways. And I always felt like public school system were always slow to fix things that they knew were broken. Uh, I think that was the benefit. That's the benefit of going to a private school where I feel like there's more direct involvement. And it could either mean equivalent to money or it could be, you know, whatever if it, I feel like it could happen faster. Dick, I the have same to Same thing agree. with homeschooling. Like, homeschoolers... Yeah, I was, I was like, going to talk yes. about that, too. You can you can direct mm-hmm. the problem head-on instead of going, what do we do about... Oh, let's just pass this guy because he couldn't mm-hmm. sign in. But. Now,
2: Lindsay, I mean, in your professional opinion is homeschooling worth anything is it a viable option or
1: it's not for everyone and um as we've had our conversations i was actually homeschooled the whole see i
2: was gonna act surprised when you said that but now you gave it away that i knew (laughs) well i'm sorry what
1: you were (laughs) homeschooled but uh yes i was homeschooled the entire time and i loved every second of it but i know not everyone is in the situation to be able to homeschool but if you are and not every kid is cut out to be in that type of environment they like Flourish being with maybe larger numbers, but there's mm. also co-ops where you I can was about be to say, in larger groups. Let's discuss
2: co- uh, uh, homeschooling to those who may not. Now, remember last year, remember we had that whole homeschool month where like every guest was a homeschooling <laughs> professional. Well, they come
0: uh, out of the, the the. They scurry
2: out like the.
0: Well, we we did we did talk are. about homeschooling, like you said, for, at extensive amounts, and we learned the whole world is a working world, and it, it depends on the family. There's a lot of. There's a lot of reasons people choose to mm-hmm. homeschool their children, and
2: there are resources that people. Y- you think now, homeschooling means, well, I got to teach junior six hours a well, day. Well, this Not is at
0: this is where I get kind of because we I don't have any children, and don't you? Uh, we don't, yeah, so far, right? Uh, but what's interesting to me is where we place as a society, especially in the United States, the value of our education. Mm-hmm. And I'll, it's funny to me when, especially during this pandemic and facing the new change for public schools. A lot of people who I know basically are saying, well, if they're going to be doing this, might as well homeschool them. And it's like, that's a lot of my friends who have a lot of kids. That's what they're saying. I'm like, so do you not, like, where do you put the value Mm -hmm. of public education? Do you put it above homeschooling? Or do you put it where it's like. I think it's
2: an equal viable alternative.
0: Well, then that's what I was trying to get to. uh, But then the main thing, their main perspective was school was all, the main benefit of school or public school was their kids were not in the house. Like, they were out, they could get a routine going. Routine. So,
2: so, so I used to be, back in the day, very anti-homeschooling because I was very narrow view of, well, kids have to be socialized and, you know, they got to get measles from their classmates. So they build up antibodies and, you know, uh, it's part of growing up. And it's I think it's a very kind of rose-colored view. <clears throat>
0: But I mean, I also feel like I was telling my wife, I go, if we have children, I'm probably going to go back to school with them because I forgot everything. And I go, that would be kind of. Oh, the I fu- would pay all the cash. That in the would pocket be, to and see I was like, I, well, I made, a thing, I made a joke to her. I was like, every book that she, that our child gets, I'm going to buy the same book because I, I need to learn. I, How I,
2: rich do you think you're going to be, sir?
0: Well, I mean, enough to where I can, you know. Have you buy bought a, a textbook lately? Yeah.
1: I can interject if it's all right. Ah, oh, pop on in. <laughs> um, as I said, like, I've seen my mom do the homeschooling uh, with not just me, but my younger brother and sister as mm-hmm. well. And there's so many different curriculums out oh. there that are there for parents, for resources. You don't have to go with what the public school system has. Mm-hmm. And um, because yes, you do have your core and things, but a great thing about homeschooling is you also can build your own curriculum and make it very individualized well, per person if you need to. When mm-hmm. it
0: comes to like, uh, I don't know that the correct term is like the gates in education. So when you're homeschooled, the basic way to get, you're going for your GED basically, correct? Like no. that's, so What are you, what are you going for where our society recognizes that you went to equivalent of high school?
1: I got a high school diploma. Okay, so uh, you have to submit the right paperwork and evidence that the student has completed everything and to the state, and you get. Do you a take diploma. a test
0: like a ultimate? I don't know.
1: I mean, I don't know if it's changed recently. I mean, I graduated from high school uh, ten years ago. Well, so I, well, I'm yeah, trying to understand the
0: transition not. periods between people's lives because I know, like, I, I imagine it's, it's the same today. When you hit 17 18 the transition if you want to go to a college you have to take either the sat mm. or act like you can't just apply and get in without those two things one of those two things
1: correct and as a home score you can still take those tests yeah. and um i went to a, a college where it wasn't required for me to take it but i have plenty of friends who did go to the mo- more of those ivy league schools and they took the test and they excelled greatly at it and you can get prepared to take the th- the state's tests, like the SAT, ACT, to be able to go into any college you want.
2: Yeah, when I was younger, I felt well, homeschooling doesn't prepare you for the real world. But then I learned it, it really, really does. does.
1: <laughs> it truly does. And
2: because you know there are <clears throat> so many varying alternatives, I'm frequently viewed as, you know, condescending towards others. Because yeah, I'm, you're very snobbish. I am, Completely. because I went to, <laughs> <clears throat> I went to uh, school overseas.
0: That's not an excuse.
2: In the Department of Defense schools on Navy bases.
0: You know what's good. You know what's bad. And you're choosing bad every time.
2: I choose bad. Bad boys <laughs> rock. Chicks take the bad. I'd never call broads chicks, by the way. They hate that. I learned this. He's looking I like at it. Me. Yeah. I don't but, like to
1: be called broads either. <laughs> oh, great. I'm really sure. <laughs> at least in really my, my circle, at least I've known. Wow. I, I, call,
0: I call women lionesses.
2: Ly- oh, I like that. Yeah. Lionesses. Like Nala.
0: Yeah, very powerful. I'll,
2: I'll take that. Okay, so my younger education was in a Department of Defense school on a, on a Navy base in Japan.
0: So you're being brainwashed to be like a spy?
2: <laughs> you, you have
0: no idea. Well, you said Department of Defense, so I'm thinking... Well, like, you're on a Navy base. Are you doing like Jason Bourne stuff? On,
2: yeah, when you're on a foreign base, I can neither confirm nor deny that, but... Can you imagine back to my Sean young- being oh,
1: like no, a Jason Bourne? Oh, no, I could Bourne. totally see him as a spy. Of course, I always thought he was, you know...
2: Well, so much for my cover
0: story. <laughs> well, I mean, it works. I mean, you're involved. You're doing stuff. I like it. I can see okay. it.
2: Okay, so no, when you're on a when you're on a military base overseas, the Department of Defense handles the school, so they kind of
0: that's interesting. Teachers
2: are giving up. These are civilian teachers. These aren't Navy commanders teaching. These are you know my best English teacher of all time was Mister Reynolds, seventh grade English in Yokosuka, Japan. He said, "Write." I asked him, "I want to be a writer. What do I do?" He said, "Write." Hmm. Just do it, um to this day, I remember him, but we had really good education there, as well as we're all officers' kids, and we're all on a one square mile navy base, three thousand miles from anywhere speaking English. There were no gangs, you that know? You knew of. yeah, you know the biggest you know the the worst possible thing is that the seniors had their own smoking lounge in the high school. Oh my we were jealous about that. <laughs> I wanted a smoking lounge. I'm in eighth grade, so I went from that to this really, really snobby British prep school in England, which was Dead Poet Society without Robin Williams, to make it fun. And that's where, I mean, I, I was exposed to education that so many people don't get. So I came back, and yeah, I, in my fervor to try to say, yeah, I had experiences that most people don't have, I want to share them, I come across as snobby, condescending, whatever. But that was no less, that was equal to the American Homeschooling or or public schooling. it I think it's more of what you get from it and, and turn it around. I wanna come back to enough about me on that one. I didn't mean to go on <laughs> such a tangent. <clears throat> I do want to go back to you? You got into teaching, now you taught ASL, right? Mm-hmm. Does that count as like a special education class or what is that? No, it's qualify? a foreign
1: language class, just like Spanish or French what? or Latin. Did so, you teach
0: anything else?
1: I no, I only taught ASL, and um, like you have two options when you are. Well, technically, I guess you can have three options when you're doing an ASL. I actually got my BA in ASL, and I could be an <laughs> so, interpreter. A lot of acronyms here. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I got
2: an ASAP well, and let me, ASL. Let and let me my understand, BA. Let me understand the ADQ.
0: the arena you're working in. So, were are you? Were you working for a specific age group, mm. or was it like, oh, hey, I want to learn ASL. I'm going to go sign up for your class mm-hmm. at any age.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, so I teach. Well, as of this morning, I oh, taught yes, yes. ASL to high schoolers. Okay. Uh, so ninth through 12th grade. But some um, middle schools do offer it. It's very rare. But, um, but So
2: some could say, I'm going to choose French or German or American. Whoa, that's or American I would language. totally, have, I would have been I all, would over, all that. over that. Well, especially with this teacher.
0: But that's so cool. Well, yeah, because I, I, foreign languages. I speak
2: French and Latin. No one else now, does. Now, is the
0: adaptability of learning ASL, or is it kind of the same? thought of like oh it's better to teach them at a younger age because they always say that about foreign languages like your brain develops I would believe, i've believe. i seen mm-hmm. too many of
2: those videos where you got two year olds saying i'm hungry does the same thing know.
0: happen with asl
1: first off that was food not hungry Well oh, it's hungry is it hungry <laughs> it's hungry okay i'm
0: sorry
1: i had to cut it, it uh, call you on that is one it hungry? hungry 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 is that yeah and that's Man. this is food to <laughs> eat. but you teach baby to
2: go
0: so you taught high schoolers <laughs> yes and when i'm leaving high school with your class wh- like for example, I know when I took Spanish, I did not I was non able to speak Spanish, but I could read it and I can I can understand like that would to me you that can was watch my a telenovela level. And, get and what's I could, going yeah, on. I could watch Star Wars in Spanish. I be like this is awesome. <laughs> uh, but I understood it. So when people were speaking to me, I could slowly kind of puzzle it together. Mm-hmm. Is that the same thing with ASL if I'm leaving like I just know how to do the alphabet and then Oh,
1: no, no. I mean, every teacher is going to be different, but mm-hmm. every ASL teacher I've run into, you know, you're going to get pretty immersed into the language as if you were around deaf all the time um no voicing you have to rely on your signing and um just like you've mentioned That's foreign good. languages i'm a huge advocate of starting when they're young and that way i mean a lot of the countries around here they're they have multiple languages in their back pocket, um, by, you know, from birth type of thing, Mm -hmm. because their parents speak multiple languages. And ASL is so beneficial, especially here in America, because I run into deaf people all the time, and people in businesses, they can now communicate with their customers and be able to reach a broader Um, broader audience than they were even before. Kind of like if you speak Spanish, you now have more of a field that is open for you. And employers love that. Um, The deaf community, they know you really quickly of like, I know so-and-so, they know sign, I'm gonna go there because they can speak my language. It's very beneficial and yes, you get out of it what you put in it. So I have students who do leave my class who only know how to do fingerspelling cuz they didn't do the work. Yeah. that would be me. Well, I think it would cuz what
0: confusing <laughs> Cuz I'm hungry for knowledge. Well, what, what confu- that's not hungry. That's food.
1: <laughs> you
2: got it.
0: But <laughs> you do listen. But uh well, what cuz what uh, one thing I want to know cuz we had a, a lady here Cindy Cochran, she taught mm-hmm. ASL on PBS and like she had signing with Cindy in the 70s. <laughs> and, I was, and I was thinking, I think it was 70s, Good thing she didn't have 80s. a list. And what, what, what's interesting about it is, like, what's, what's the depth of that language? Because mm-hmm. there's so many new words being developed, and there's so many... That's I, a good point. English is a living language. And, like, and you're dealing with communicating with somebody using your hands. Because I, I don't know, There is outside of your hands, is there any other way you could talk with ASL?
1: Okay, so ASL is not just using your hands. It's your body language, your facial expressions. Like, you can't, you're not talking, so you can't hear their inflection and their voice, but you're seeing everything. It's a very active and expressive language, and that's why a lot of people do pick it up a little bit easier, and it's just it's more natural. Now, some people do just have a hard time getting it, which is totally fine, especially if you're more of an auditory learner. But I have had students who are auditory learners and they flourish. I've had kids who are special needs and they have flourished But I also had special needs that they just couldn't connect with the hands to what they know, what they knew in the brain down to the hands. Everyone's different, but um, it is... A very in-depth rich language with its own culture its own grammar it's not just signed English it is its own language
0: well that's always interesting to me because I'm like for example I'm a I'm a fan of Pearl Jam and occasionally when you go to their concerts they'll have an ASL interpreter Mm -hmm. on stage and I don't know if you know the music of Pearl Jam but some of its could be really loud really fast and then Mm -hmm. someone could be really slow and I'm like I wonder how if I am if I am deaf what this lady is doing right now? How do I know the feeling of the song? Oh, you got to watch Mr. Holland's Opus. So,
1: oh, I can give you names of people I personally know that are fantastic ASL music interpreters. So that, the, that the is
0: expressing that is a specialty? So that that's is, and that's an you know. actually
1: an area that I am very passionate about myself. Yeah. And yes, and. Uh, there are some interpreters who don't know how to fully interpret the music because they haven't been taught. But most interpreters I've seen, they show the emotion with their body language. You can even show how the instrument is being played if you want to, but you can also just, with your body language and your facial expressions and how fast or how slow the signs are going, you can show what the music is like, even though they can't hear it. And by the way, deaf, they can feel the vibrations. That's why they're right there at the front of the stage and you have that speaker right in your face, but they can just feel yeah. the bass. And it's just, it's amazing. I, I well, it. yeah,
0: it's, it's one of those things where I was like, I have no idea what they're saying. Oh, I do have an idea because he's, they're copying what the singer's saying, mm-hmm. but what it feels like.
2: If you never saw Mr. Holland's opus, it's a Richard Dreyfuss movie. It's this uh, music teacher charts his 30 year. Yeah. We talked teacher. about it because I told as, you, as I told kid, you growing up, I go, that he
0: confused he just, me. Cause when I saw it, the fire <laughs> truck scene, I go, Oh, fire trucks cause you cause deafness.
2: Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like so, for like ten years, firefighters. Yeah, I was like, don't be around a fire truck when you're when I was young. I was like, they're gonna make me deaf. It's
2: the scene where he realizes his son's deaf because everyone's doing this. He realizes he's deaf. Yeah, Uh, but
0: I didn't connect. I was like ten when that movie came out. Okay,
2: so nothing about ASL because we're talking about it's not sign language; it's American sign language. Now, of course, in England, I stumbled across what is known over there as BSL, British sign language. So. If your new career path, I'm just going to throw something out there. Take and run with it if you want. Be an ASL BSL interpreter because <laughs> we got a lot of Brits over here. Some may be deaf. They're going to sign their funky language, and we don't speak English. We don't speak English in America. We speak American. There is a
1: difference. There is. Believe
2: me, I know. <laughs> um, so you know how different is BSL, and why you know you should learn that too. And you corner that market, you'd be rich
1: um i have only met a few people who actually use bsl um, but and i don't know like a ton of it myself uh, but it's just like another language it has its own grammar and its own structure even though they're both english they're not english you've (laughs) got asl which is a different grammar you got bsl which is different and the signs are um, very different also and i mean i would advocate anyone learning any amount of languages out there like don't limit yourself to just one or two if you already know Spanish great try to learn another one too and the more languages you learn either sign or spoken it's gonna get easier because you're making all those connections in your brain it's this amazing how our brains are made that way um, and then you can communicate with then multiple it just people stops.
2: <laughs> well, no, it helps you when you watch movies like Four Weddings and a Funeral, because he's he's got a brother who speaks BSL, and I'm like, what the hell is this guy doing? I have no idea. He's counting on his fingers, and I realized it was
0: BSL. How creative can you get with ASL with cursing?
1: Incredibly. <laughs> yeah.
0: I've, I've been on the I receiving end of a that. few, yeah. Like, yeah. How do you say Booger. Oh, okay. I would presume. Like, I'm not even gonna. Like, do you show the booger? <laughs> I would.
2: I don't think you have to show it. I think you just have to intimate the, the concept of the booger.
1: A lot of signs are exactly what you think they are going to be. Hey, what does
2: it mean when he holds up his middle finger to me like that? Exactly what That's... you think like, it I, means. I
0: wonder if like baseball players have ASL oh, like, classes. They put put it in their like, stealing in their, bases and stuff and their sign calling.
1: Well, it's funny you actually bring that up because a lot of baseball hand signals that we use nowadays were created by a man named dummy Hoy, who was deaf
0: his first name was dummy he i'm was, presuming it was a nickname it, it was a nickname okay. but
1: he was by dummy and he was like in the 1920s i oh, sorry not 1920s uh, the late 1800s but yeah um a lot of the things the football huddle that we do that was created by a deaf school of gallaudet university up in washington dc so a lot of things in our society we think are just normal mm-hmm. have been created by the deaf community
2: well, this is something about ASL that distinguishes it from all of the languages in the universe. It's the only language that a non-human can speak.
0: Talking about primates yep. and stuff.
2: I mean, if you can't it, it, talk about universe, there's no other universal language.
1: There is no universal language, period. Even, Even ASL, closest, it's
2: But the, the closer you can get to it that that no, you, dolphins can't speak English. Dog, you know, dogs can understand, you know, sit and stay, but they can't say it back to you. Parakeets or whatever, they, they, they just mimic. Um, but to actually have people with, with, like, it was a Coco and, and these others, primates that We've all seen the movie Congo,
0: okay? We've all seen the movie yeah. Congo.
2: And the other one where, because uh, I think it was and Coco Rampage. that actually was able to independently come up with two different signs to express. I think her, her baby died um and they had they told her in sign her baby died and she responded with two signs that they hadn't taught her together before to show her 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 total Mm. um feeling on the matter so i just i just thought that was fascinating with asl Mm -hmm. um or just sign you know sign language that it's not verbal so much if you want if you want something that's going to bring everyone together something like that uh okay i'm gonna be unfair now favorite teaching memory go
1: um, when, one of my students came up to me and says she wanted to be an ASL teacher.
0: Oh, no, so, awesome. so um, I would, I would, I'm going to assume most of your students can hear. Actually, and,
1: most of my students can hear. Yeah. They're normal hearing But they kids. don't listen. They don't really listen. You <laughs> can hear, <laughs> but you don't listen. If any of my students are listening now, I'm like, I'm talking about you but yeah I don't love but they they they're hearing kids that are forced into a now silent environment and they're not used to it and so it can take a little while to get used
0: to you going like oh for the final no one's allowed to speak at all
1: well no one is allowed to speak
0: oh at all even when they come to your class ever
1: the well there's sometimes my students will speak the majority of time we're voice off and yeah. so it takes a that's little so while
0: that's so creepy i remember hanging out with some uh d- some deaf people and i was like it's way too quiet well, in here, guys."
2: it's gonna make cheating on a test really hard because every rustle of paper it's like trying to sneak downstairs on christmas morning you know the, everything's just amplified yeah so you rustle the paper
1: it's really funny i've actually had teachers who've come up to me as like uh i caught so-and-so cheating on my test i'm like what and they're like yeah i caught them dying a be with their friends i'm like oh my goodness i'm not responsible for that that's smart so yeah um kids will try anything but most of the time you know you can't cheat on an asl test lizzie how
2: long did you teach
1: i've been teaching for five years
2: wow five years and so i actually my life tended to be like every five years i'll like find a new career path or something like that what's next for you what do you what do you think
1: Um, Right now, I'm going to try to be an ASL interpreter. Mm -hmm. That's something I've been pursuing for the past few years. Um, So what you mentioned with the interpreters at the concerts, they actually interpret the music. You have people who interpret really anything and everything for a deaf person because a deaf person is just like anyone else they have to go to the bank they they have food they um order things they have to make a phone call to a friend or whatever there's so many different things that you can use for an interpreter doctor's visits going to the hospital court you need an interpreter and so there's interpreters out there on all sorts of areas of the field to be able to provide the language there for the deaf individual
2: don't be the guy that stood behind. Who was it?
1: Oh, that guy. Yeah. You don't even have to. Everyone, That's have everyone
2: to knows that guy. <laughs> That's all I have to say. is Don't be that guy. We know the that guy. The
1: certified, qualified individual. Not someone who's not like I know ASL and start talking a about difference. pizza and aliens and such.
2: Yeah, it was that was brilliant because I, you know, I, I know just enough to be dangerous. I can fingerspell and I know like probably half a dozen words, but I'm watching that like, going. That is, this guy's not saying what they, they think they're saying, and he's on a repeat. That was that was amazing, and he was like two feet away from a president.
1: Yeah, it pretty embarrassing for him, but
2: yeah, pretty embarrassing for the Secret Service. Well, why did he yeah. even want to do it?
1: Who knows? Maybe they were just trying to find someone last minute and okay. If if you were hey, listen, we got a
2: (laughs) U.S. president over here. Can can you fingerspell? Sure. Yeah. Sure. I get up. So get they up paid
0: with, him. You're saying like, I, what was the incentive? I, I, I
2: think they're still trying to figure out how exactly it happened.
1: Maybe he just got there and he wasn't supposed to. I don't know, but all I know is there are very qualified and highly certified interpreters that will interpret for the president for other government officials.
0: There's got to be someone right now that's their job, their full-time it job, is, is job, to follow yes. the president and be like the ASL person, right?
1: I don't know if there's like one interpreter for the president themselves but uh, i do know that there's people who have those really high um nationwide certification where they are able to do that
2: one thing i love seeing more and more lately is a lot of press conferences and stuff and they've gone back to the whole picture in picture thing of, or someone saying to the side who is signing because when i was young that was a big thing in the 70s um then i saw it just went away with i guess the advent of closed captioning Mm-hmm. well we don't need to see it signed just put it here uh but i see more especially with covid going on everyone's doing a press release it's like the norm to have mm-hmm. a signer with that person and did it not go away or did i just note not notice it or
1: um i mean there's still closed captioning yes but i think it's oh, not 100
0: percent most of the time
1: it's not and it needs to be like i get ticked off when, like, say, the Super Bowl comes up and you've got this amazing deaf signer who's signing the national anthem and they keep cutting to the singer, who is always, you know, well, most of the time doing a good job, but I <laughs> am um, a firm believer How leader. many quavers you can I put
2: in this one note? <laughs> Let's find out. Time they need me. to
1: keep the interpreter on the screen the entire time, They at least in a good size box. Well, that's when you're
0: dealing with production teams that know what, they, especially when the coronavirus hit, I know that became a big thing in, in Houston, where they're like, "Hey, you can't one day have an ASL interpreter and then next day not have one." Correct. Yeah. Like, if you want people who are in the the area of deaf being deaf, like you need to have that person. So now I think it's like a rule now where it's certain types of pr- press conferences they do; they're required to have one, and they won't mm. they can't have it unless they have one.
1: Which is fantastic. So, I think, especially for these important yeah, things, yeah. the state level, national level. Um, if there's a weather crisis, like a hurricane coming, it's important to have those. And that's why it's super important to get as many interpreters out there as possible. We definitely need more
0: interpreters. Well, we, our friend, our neighbor over here, she's blind, Carly. And it's kind of one of those things where you don't really think about it until it, it involves you. And now either that yeah. being your significant other or your children or your grandfather or whatever, you're kind of like, all right, so society definitely isn't thinking this first of you know we need to have a, an but i love the
2: fact that now it's i mean it's counted as a second language i think that's great i was under the assumption it would be like special needs but yeah, I, it's an I, I thought it
0: was something that i would have to go if i needed to learn it i'd pay a class that is like kaplan all, well like it'd be offered at lone star college or mm. somebody who's not Which a, it is well yeah so i'm saying like because like for example say holly came home my wife came home and she's deaf now I'm like well now i need to learn asl and she does too So where do we go to learn? uh,
2: I have a question about this. Because one of the things that's always foiled my attempts to learn sign language, I'm left-handed. And I have to translate to right hand. Or else my C's would be backwards. So how obnoxious is it for a lefty to sign?
1: All right. So I love telling my students this story. One of my college professors... Lay your prejudices
2: on southpaws on me. Go ahead.
1: (laughs) Um, She is a... um, a left-handed person and this is one of my deaf professors and so she will sign with her left hand there is nothing wrong with that tell my students from the get-go you sign with your hand you are the most comfortable with it doesn't matter with it being backwards i was in a sling for almost a whole semester with my dominant arm obviously on right hand and i had to teach my students from the get-go with my left. They didn't get all confused or anything, but um, well, they got a little confused with one only one hand, but it's saying whatever hand you're the most comfortable with, you use that. And there's nothing wrong with that. If you are uh, left-handed and you're more comfortable with your right, which I've had some students where their opposite hand's more comfortable, then use it. But I tell my students, stick with one hand because it drives everyone bananas when you're switching back and forth between your hands it's like writing with your right and then with your left and it's like that's just crazy but i can do that <laughs>
2: it's a party trick i can write simultaneously which
1: is pretty cool but it's not great when you're trying to read science and communicate <laughs> uh,
2: you, know, you gotta be my world in fact there's a great
0: so, oh sorry no, no you go ahead well okay so i'm thinking about i'm deaf and i have to go through life at certain points where normal people think it's easy so like say i'm mm. Say I get in trouble with the law and I have to go to court, who pays for the interpreter? ADA. ADA. So that's the United States government?
1: The Americans with Disability Act. Okay. You are, you are, they are required to give you an interpreter. Okay.
0: And then, but that applies to pretty much anything, right? Like say I have to go to the bank today. Do I make a phone call? Mm -hmm. Or how do I make a, I mean, it gets you know, There's online. You you can.
2: I mean, there's uh, (laughs) a, not Telex, what was it called? I'm the not, old days. Like you can go
0: online. Oh, you
1: mean li- teletype writer? Teletype, that's it. <laughs> well, I
0: mean, you go online. <laughs> uh, you know, I, that. I mean, how available are these resources to people who have to deal? Because like, I imagine at one point you're going solo in life. You know, you're, you're not going to, you're going to move, you, you know, get a job that makes you move. So you're going to be alone.
1: Mm, now, here's the great thing. Um, I know there's a lot of cons with technology, but especially in with communication it, there's a lot of huge pros, especially with the deaf community, because before the dark days, you guys, you can call it, where you didn't have a cell phone. You didn't have all these apps where you had access to those companies. they call video relay services, where you call and you sign them like, I need oh, to Oh, wow, yeah, I didn't think so, about that. And then they make the phone call for you, and they're talking to them on the phone. And then they're signing to you, and then you're signing to them, and they're talking to them. It's really cool. Um, yeah. But before that, they had to, you know, do old, the typewriter. Yeah, I guess where I could just write, bring I'm
0: bringing a notepad everywhere.
1: Yes. And some people still do that, but a lot of people now just can use their phones. Yeah. Uh, but it's the the resources are endless now I and mean, new things are being created every single day, including even for the deaf blind community. It's absolutely incredible and it's helping them to just have the world open even more. It's not as hard to be able to communicate and get the things that they need. Well it sounds like They're the awareness
2: it sounds like the awareness kicked in. Um, you know, I hear that you're very fortunate to be involved with a the theater company, very forward looking theater company with awesome directors who like put on a Shakespeare fest yesterday And had signers on the stage. So not only, you know, for the deaf actress that was on there, but also for the audience. Mm -hmm. And this awesome director is repeating that this year. I just think that's fantastic. I just thought I'd say that.
1: Yeah, I think this director is pretty awesome for doing that.
2: Yeah, well, he's humble, too. So I'm sure he's just...
1: (laughs) But, yes, it's amazing with interpreters, with the technology. I I mean, a deaf person, especially nowadays, can... Live a very independent life without having to really worry about uh, much. I mean, deaf communities do have a lot of responsibility on their shoulders. when having to, even though you're supposed to have an interpreter, they still have to fight with the with different companies to, and who are not giving them the, yeah. the things that is required to, especially jobs. Jobs are not supposed I to be that- discriminatory, but they'll say, "Well, you're deaf and you're going to be a little bit more of a liability. I don't want you working here." And they may not say that, but it happens so well, i mean much. i don't know if
0: i want you working on an oil rig or something because you got to communicate i imagine you'd be but. surprised
1: what a deaf person can do they can uh, one of my favorite quotes inspired someone who's deaf a deaf person can do anything but hear, and they can do anything a hearing person can so it's it's a strong strong sentiment in the entire deaf community oh, yeah. I yeah believe it it's like being told you can't do this because you're colorblind it's not even. Uh, we don't even can't. Disapp- fl-
2: you can't fly if you're colorblind.
1: True, but a deaf, com- a, deaf a deaf person, person is a. Huh? Can
0: a deaf person fly? I would say yes, but yes. how do you communicate to the tower?
1: You, you don't have to worry about as much. I'd-
0: I mean, I'm, at, I, well, I'm, I'm saying there's always limitations to. like yes. I can't be a basketball player, you know. I get yeah, that. Yeah,
2: I'm presuming that your modern Cessna 172 has like a, like, a screen. Whoop yeah Mm -hmm. or even on you can one for yes two for no
1: i'm sure there are ways i know of deaf pilots so that's cool i don't know all the details and everything but a deaf person can do anything that a hearing person can. i'm not going to challenge you on that i was just
0: curious because there's so many occupations out there i was like it takes a special person to do those kind of things right and then you add on you know you're being deaf it's like man that would just be insane yes But.
1: but it's an amazing thing and you know even though they're under the Americans with Disability Act, they're not a disabled individual. They're just like a normal person well, that can live a normal that, life. To me, that's
0: what society needed to have in place because people are going to continually yes. be deaf. So, you could, like that, that, there's always you got to set like, a standard. It's to not say. like we mm-hmm. cure it one day, and it's
1: which a lot of them don't even want to be what you call cured. Well, but I was going to talk about. I mean, being I
0: mean deaf. like you know, when you're giving birth, it's like, oh, hey, there's a defect. You want to fix it? I mean, most people are going to say yes.
2: Well, there's a play by like called Twilight of the Golds, but
0: I mean, I don't know. But we're running out of time.
2: Uh So, a- uh ASL teaching or uh, um translating, interpreting. interpreting, thank you. Um I it, learn another language and be that person, I'm telling you. There's ASL BSL. I'm telling you no one else can do it. <laughs> uh is that it? Are you you're going to keep on acting?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna con- continue, keep on acting. I want to be a professional actor and singer as well, so, awesome. which I'm already getting down that road. But right now, next I think step the ASL will help.
0: I think that would help.
1: Oh yes, I mean, I would love to be a um, ASL interpreter for you know music concerts, things like that for theaters. I because I absolutely love the theatrical and the music side of interpreting is a whole new part of ASL that I love. But, yeah, that's kind of well, would what you, the next step is. Would you be
0: hired as an actress who you play a part that is deaf?
1: I could. I would prefer them to Actually, look at an those who are deaf, deaf first. Yeah. Um, and I kind of ran into a situation this with even uh, you, Sean. Uh, when you are asking about one part in the deaf play that hopefully will happen eventually, but oh, it'll happen! I paid for it. Uh, <laughs> uh,
2: Children of a Lesser God. The movie version had Marley Matlin and William Hurt in it. I don't know, man. About a deaf woman, and, and he's her like social worker slash teacher. And what I love about it is his whole purpose is well, we got to get you integrated into a hearing society. And her response is, I'm doing just fine. You mm-hmm. need to integrate into mine. And you know, love and hijinks ensue. Uh, but in regards to actually casting the play, because the, the main character is deaf, and they say, wherever possible, this character yeah. should be deaf. But there are some who are, I guess the phrase is hard of hearing or not fully deaf. Right. Right. And, and so and you were saying about yeah, that. Yeah, I
1: was saying about that is that um, definitely to reach out into the deaf community as much as possible to see if anyone else who is actually hard of hearing or deaf to take that role. And like one of the roles um, in that play is more minor, but no one in the deaf community is like, I, I, don't, I, I either don't have time or I'm not interested or whatever. And I've talked to some of my deaf friends and they're like, if you want to do it, especially since you have you're in the deaf community, and you have knowledge of the deaf community, then you can do it. I mean, obviously, that's a moral decision. You have to think very hard about it for yourself. But that's
2: a very good point. Unfortunately, we're is. almost out of time, but I think with a lot of actors nowadays, I, I don't want to say woke in a, in a condescending kind of way, but they're like, oh, I, I'm a woman doing a man's voice or man doing a woman's voice. I can't do it anymore. Only w-. But Bart Simpson, for, th- what, 30 years now, has been voiced by a woman. That's just my take. You know, So again, well, I mean, it needs to be a per- someone's yeah. personal Thoughts on that, and of course, with the understanding of the community. If right. if you know, I think a lot of people are being offended on behalf of people that may not be offended.
0: Oh, wow! Someone wanted to best actress for children, of, oh, Marley nice. Mann, mm-hmm. yeah. yes. Yeah. Now I get what you're saying. She's amazing. Yes.
1: And she's had the same interpreter for most of her life.
2: I I saw her do an interview with him um, mm-hmm. for a panel, for a West Wing panel. It was just fascinating watching the relationship between them. It
1: is amazing. It was, um, it was great. It's great. Yeah.
2: Well, I'll check it out then. By golly, dang it, we're out of time. Yeah, we got to go. Come back. Come back. Uh, you know, you know, tell us how you're acting, music, interpreting. <laughs> Thing is going well, thank you
0: so much for tuning in, guys. Don't forget the giveaway for Terry Weaver's two books. We're gonna be calling it on the 14th of So between August. now and
2: Friday, 9 59 a.m. Central Daylight Time.
0: Text call you're with your name.
2: 936 228 9368 went
0: Or email us at dickenskippy at gmail.com. If you
2: want to go the easy route.
0: And that's yeah, or direct message us on Facebook. Right. We will see you guys on Monday. If you enjoyed today's program, please support us by sponsorship or starting your own show. Contact us today by phone or text at 936-666-1084 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.